this crazy dream About some folks who love this country Who all began to dream the same dream And when the morning came There arose across this nation People thinking one and the same And they awoke to find their freedoms And all their liberties Had gradually been taken away And when they realized the danger To their posterity I heard those patriotic people say We want this country back dignity and our freedoms and our rights restored we want this country back she's been driven way off track we're wide awake and we're madder than hell now and we ain't gonna take it anymore no we're not gonna take it anymore Remember golden days When the stars and stripes forever Symbolized her glorious name America But now it's all been changed And when we gaze upon old glory It's hard to fight back feelings of shame Work it up with lying politicians And greedy corporations Who have sold us out time and again And we're sick and tired of sending Our soldiers off to wars That we were never meant to win We want this country back Welcome back, folks. I am your host, Maggie Rose, and you're listening to us live here on Republic Broadcasting Network. We are the Lantern, the Concord Lantern, and I have my co-host, Chris Brumbles, who in a few minutes is going to have some interesting questions for our guests. Uh, We are listening now to Pastor Arthur Palowalski. He is up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and he was just sharing with us um, that at the first hour about the many times he was arrested, over 130 times, he has been dragged into court, and he was sharing with us that there was one good judge that heard about the fact that people in the prison system were being encouraged to contract murder the pastor. And so, Pastor, would you please share with us about who this one good judge is? Yeah, so she received a letter from our lawyers, and she learned about what's going on, and the next day she granted my bail. I still had to spend some time in jail. I was actually taken from a max pod, and you won't believe, but they took me to a psych ward without the evaluation of the doctors and without the knowledge even of Alberta Health Services, completely illegal. I spent a week over there, and then eventually I was taken by sheriffs back to Calgary, stripped naked again, I guess, for the fun of it, and then t- uh, released on uh, very strict conditions. I was placed on house arrest because I was charged with terrorism for a year and a half. I spent a year and a half on house arrest and with, um, of course, uh, strict, very strict conditions. And then uh, last year I faced the judge. They found a crooked judge that 
it was not from that city. They found a guy from another city, um, Gordon Krinke, his name is. And they um, took him, brought him to that trial. And believe it or not, the Crown Prosecutor accused me. Uh, his name is um, uh, Johnston. Stephen Johnston was of the most crooked lawyers I've ever met, Crown Prosecutor in the province of Alberta from a special prosecutor's unit. Stephen Johnston accused me of causing Canadian economy over $400 million worth of damages. Oh, my, my ninth. Yeah, so they are making stuff up. They're just, they're such a pathological liars, manipulators. So he accused me of that. He accused me of inciting, which has never been done in the history of this country. And the crooked judge from another city that was placed there by government, Gordon Krinke, agreed. He said anyone and everyone that took part uh, uh, with the Freedom Convoy is a criminal. And because I encourage them, I'm a criminal as well. This was the first time in the history of Canada where a sermon of a pastor was on trial. I was not even on trial. It was my words were on trial. The judge found me guilty of all the charges, including terrorism. And I was to face many years of imprisonment. He reserved his decision. And that's where I decided to plead with some of my friends all around the world, politicians. My son was uh, flew to European um, Parliament. He testified there. Um, we've done everything we could. That's where your um, party um, in Ohio put Canada on a watch list for religious persecution so the pressure was building, and eventually they realized that Artovolowski is not going away, that even if in jail, he's going to be even a bigger threat to them than outside. And ultimately, I was not only found guilty, I was sentenced to 60, I think, 61 days of imprisonment, time served, and a criminal criminal um, a record. Uh, they terrorism charge, believe it or not, even though the judge found me guilty, was withdrawn a month later. So even though they took me through the ringer, I had to spend over a million dollars worth of legal fees. Eventually, they withdrew the charge after I was found guilty and because they didn't want me to challenge the validity of that charge. I effectively became the first Canadian ever to be charged with this eco-terrorism and found guilty of the charge, and I have become the first Canadian ever to be found guilty on a charge of inciting. I faced 12 years of imprisonment. During the sentencing, the lawyers were going back and forth, and suddenly the judge stops and says, I need to go out to a different room and consult, consult this decision with others. So we don't know who those others were, but when he came back, he said, time served, and I walked a free man out of that courtroom. Um, we have appealed it. We've appealed the decision already. It's already in a, a court of appeal. We're going to see three judges on the panel in September the 10th. September the 10th, three judges are going to look uh, because we have filed an appeal. In the meantime, and this is an exciting part of this whole story, I've decided to, instead of just defending myself, I decided to go on offense. And as of December, so we filed our appeal in September. And December the 4th, we filed in the Court of King's Bench of Alberta 
uh, one probably one of the biggest lawsuits in the history of this country. We <clears throat> are alleging conspiracy. We are going after, listen to this, Attorney General of Canada, Alberta Health Services, Mark Newfield, which he is the chief of police and entire police department. We are going after the city of Calgary. We are going after Canada Post. We are going after Jane, Jane Doe, John Doe, uh, of, of you know all kinds of officers that will be uncovered for that plot in the process of um, receiving disclosures, Freedom of Information Act, etc. We are going after RCMP again, like your FBI and. John and Jane Doe of RCMP. We're going after different individuals that we cannot name yet. John Doe and Jane Doe 1, John Doe and Jane Doe 2. We're going after a Riemann Center, the prison center, uh, and all kinds of other government organizations. And we are alleging, of course, my story, story of my brother and our family in the church is very well-documented story. We have video recordings. We have uh, witnesses. Uh, we have um, guards that will be testifying. We have inmates that will be testifying. Um, a very well-documented case. And we are alleging corruption. We are going after malicious persecution, abusive process, false arrest, false imprisonment, malicious uh, pre uh, procurement and execution of search warrant, Intentional infliction of nervous shock, breach of privacy, and lawful discrimination, battery and assault, cruel and unusual punishment. I was in jail. I was taken from my solitary confinement, and I was placed in metal cages for fun. Um, by oh those. Oh my God! Are you serious? Yeah, I'm telling you, this is one of I, the. I am surprised. I am so surprised um, that you know that they didn't try to do a Jeffrey Epstein because most of the people here in America do not believe that Jeffrey committed suicide. They believe that number one, uh, that he was either murdered in jail to silence him from exposing all the high politicians and people that were doing business with him. And number two, that he's in the secret witness program. So we are shocked that you even survived all this. Well, I would not if it was not for God and family. you got to also remember that my family and the church were organizing every, every single day protests outside of prison. And there were sometimes hundreds of people, big rigs, trackers that were fighting for my life. I want to thank Americans and other people that um, exposed this. I had so many American politicians that joined the fight and put political pressure on the Canadian government. I had hundreds of thousands of people praying for me, and I could feel the prayers. They were talking about the story all over so thanks to the international exposure and pressure, I believe I walked, um, you know, alive out of right. this ordeal. Uh, we're going after them for breaching of principles of natural justice. We're going after uh, them depriving us of the rights in according with the uh, accordance with the principles of fundamental justice. We're going after breaching duties of fairness. Um, all kinds of different things, denying access to lawyers, uh, keeping me in solitary, which is by a international definition a form of torture, uh, inflicting mental and physical. I have um, 
they have damaged my back, they have damaged my wrists. So, and immediately after we filed the documents, uh, during the press conference, everyone showed up. So we had all the mainstream propaganda machinery coming when they learned what we are alleging. And of course, they know that we have the proof to everything we're saying. Someone somewhere decided to put the cap on the story. And believe it or not, not one mainstream media covered the story. And yet this is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, privately launched lawsuit in the history of this country. Um, we are um, going after literally hundreds of people. We're going to subpoena the politicians. We're going to subpoena those people that were part of this attack on our liberties and our lives. This is going to be a gong show. And we were trying to make... Uh, this whole trial televised, but I don't know if we will be able to or not. Um, but I was already told that this can take a, a 10 years, that oh, yeah. I will need millions of dollars. So those are the tactics that they're using, stalling and telling you you will not be able to uh, survive this. It's just too big, too complex, and too much money. But I'm telling you, my story the story of what they have done since the Get Out video is uh, was always a story of courage, boldness, and giving people hope that a little David can face Goliath. And I think this is a must. This is just a continuation of the story because I'm sending a message to the people around the world. Look, if little me, without the political power and without money, can take on this mountain of uh, corruption at every level, that means you can do it as well. And if you cannot do it at this moment, please and help me do it. Help and chip in. Go to streetchurch.ca, streetchurch.ca, because we're feeding people on the streets. Streetchurch.ca and go to the legal fight and you can contribute. You can enable us to fight those giants because those people play dirty. I was already told by our legal lawyers, and we have an entire law firm, a criminal lawyer, civil rights lawyer, you name it. And they said, look, the government plays dirty. They will be stalling. They will be uh, denying us access to different things. And you have to be ready for a fight at every corner. And that's the way, because they're hoping that people will quit. They are hoping that you will run out of money. But yes. if we come together in solidarity, if we chip in, you know, one man, one little pastor from the province of Alberta in the Calgary, uh, probably city that most of the people never heard of, uh, one man cannot do it. One family cannot do it. One little no. church cannot do it. But if we come together in unity, in solidarity with each other, there is no monster too big when the people finally say enough is enough. Exactly. And, you know, um, there's two things I'd like to, to ask and to say, comment. Number one, what is the name of the judge, the female judge that allowed you out um, at the time she put you in the psychiatric ward? I don't have the documents with me. Um, she is a black lady and I just don't remember. I don't have the documents with me. Okay. She had a difficult name to remember. Okay. Well, that um, is one of the things I wanted you to know, pastors, what they do here in the United States is that when they want to shut somebody up, they put him into um, a psychiatric ward and throw away the key. And there's one lady that was actually defending 
are J6ers who are sitting as political prisoners right now around this country who did nothing but just stand on the grounds of the Capitol. Many of them didn't even go in the building. They didn't touch anybody. They didn't break anything. And she had so much evidence that now they have literally, the federal government under Joseph Biden, have taken her and they've done this to other people in the past and they lock them up in a psychiatric facility and throw away the key and half the time their their families and their lawyers don't even know where they are so that's number one number two we had here the murder of robert lavoy finnegan a few years ago he was shot in the back three times with his hands up in the air and we actually saw after they murdered him, he was lying in the snow. And I saw the agent, the drone actually picked this up. I and nine other people saw the video of the agent going over, crossing the snow and planting the weapon on Robert Lavoy Finnegan, which is called a throwdown. And when the FBI realized that the ABC News reporter, uh, Shauna Cox, my husband, myself, her sister, and seven other men saw that drone footage of this man planting the weapon on Robert Lavoy Finnegan. Uh, they actually went into that film and they spliced it and spliced out a section of that so the public would never see that again. Now, Janet Lavoy Finnegan's, um, Janet Finnegan, um, her husband, Robert Lavoy Finnegan, she took this all the way through the courts. She ran out of money. The the government still is holding her husband's vehicle uh, hostage. It looks like a Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, they're holding his p- personal belongings. And she's finally, uh, one of her lawyers died. She finally gave up because not enough American patriots were standing up and helping financially to help this woman. And so if we can get people... To actually stand up in America, in Australia, you have many people in Australia right now that told me they're listening to your show today. Um, to send money to you to this effort, can you slowly give out the address again, please? It's um, it's a very simple streetchurch.ca, streetchurch.ca, again, because... The main thing we are doing, and we always wanted to be left alone. It, unfortunately, the government did not want it to leave us alone. We are feeding the homeless people on the streets. We created the church for them on the streets. So it's streetchurch.ca, and over there, you on the title on the top, you will see legal fight. When you click on that, it will take you to... Um, a page where you have all kinds of ways to donate or just go straight to the donate button and um, and you can uh, contribute to the legal fight. That would be awesome. Now, Chris Brumbles has been in the wings and there's something I brought up to you, Pastor, and people in Australia warned me of this. A lady a long time ago by the name of Helen wrote to my show uh, when it was the Concord Hour, and she said, if America falls, we in Canada fall. And you have right now Pac-Woman and Helen and a bunch of people, uh, Omega Logos, that are in Australia right now listening to you at this very moment. Uh, we have Bridget and Patrick in Ireland. We have Miguel down in South America. They're all listening to the show today. Could you, Chris, please uh, discuss with the pastor what is going on with their so-called natural gun rights or what we would call our Second Amendment, but up in Canada? Chris, would you please go ahead well, with that? 
Yeah, first I'd like to say I'm I'm honored to speak with you again, Pastor Pulowski. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. It's been gone for a couple weeks now. Uh, you are a man with faith and tenacity like hardly anybody I know, and I, and I appreciate everything you're doing, and I, I will keep you in our prayers every night. And I would like to th- – you know, earlier you said that we used to be the country that stands for liberty. Well, I'm going to tell you, we still are. Regardless of what you see on on the media or the you hear the talking heads, elected employees, we are. We, we don't believe in any of that junk that they're spewing. <clears throat> Excuse me. They do have a bunch of Marxists in big cities that are dominating the narrative. But, you know, just like you, they have to keep us all – They have to. they have to spread lies because – their ideology requires deception and they want to give, you know, obviously it's anti-human nature and it's anti-sanity and they have to make people believe that this is the way the country's going so that we will give up hope. And I, and I will never give up hope as I know you never will. But as I look, you know, I look at Canada's laws a lot and I was concerned years ago when they, when I saw the first one came out, I can't recall what it was called. It was, but what they did was they said, basically, if your kid wanted to be, have a sex change and you didn't want to, the government would come take them and, and, and do that for, for them, take your kids from you. And then I, I saw the writing on the wall, what was coming, but then they started, they took the, they banned your AR-15s, the so-called assault rifle, which there's no such thing. And then, well, it seemed like it was only a couple months later they came after the pistols. And then this last round, they were even banning, banning single-shot rifles, the Ruger 1, which is a single-shot rifle, rifle because they said it was too powerful. Are people waking up to what's really going on about this? Do they know what the how important it is for you to be armed? I don't think so. I mean, there is more and more people awake to what's going on, but not nearly enough. I just want to give a little bit of a history of what's happening in Canada right now, and I have been very vocal about this. Um, From now on, people here in this country cannot buy, sell, or transfer handguns within Canada, and they cannot bring newly newly acquired handguns into the country as well. Um, And then National Handgun Freeze um, was announced alongside Bill C-21. This is the strongest gun control measures in over 40 years. Um, I want to give people a little bit of a history. Why? Because a lot of Canadians look at America and they say, well, you just guys are crazy. You just want your firearm. Um, I disagree with them. I think that what keeps America unique, what gives you this amazing um, power, is not only your constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the amendments, um, but also the, the, the right understanding that enemy can come from outside, but also the enemy can come from within. That sometimes, and that's history, that's not Art Velosky preaching, that's history, that it's the government that has yes. murdered more people. We're talking yes. about the people in government. More than more people than any other disease in the history of of, of the world. So, for example, and by the way, it always follows gun confiscation. 
<laughs> always. So that that's what I want to actually read it to the people because you got to understand what's really going on. I have been saying this for such a long time. It, it sounds like a broken record. This is a repetition of history. And if you don't want to believe Arthur Polosky, I get that. Believe my accent, though. I have seen this movie before, and it does not end well unless we change the script. So the Ottoman, uh, Ottoman Empire, 1911, after they managed to confiscate all the guns, they achieved full gun con control and confiscation. They murdered one and a half million Armenians. Mm -hmm. Just slaughtered them because they could not defend themselves. Well, let's go to a little bit closer to me, Soviet Union. In 1929, Stalin um, confiscated um, guns. He did not allow people to have firearm, and it cost them millions of lives. Germany, quite often a Polish man like me would talk about the Nazis, in Germany, 1938, Adolf Hitler instituted gun control. And at about the same time, he ordered the extermination of Jews, right. women and children. Uh, by the time the killing stopped, his murderous decisions resu uh, resulted in a death of uh, how many? 50 million people in total, 40, 50 million people that perished. China. 1935, Mao Zedong did the same thing. He is estimated that murdered, I would disagree with the numbers, but they think a 60, I would say about closer to 100 million hu human beings. Right, were and there murdered. are stats out there that show that 100 million. So, right? Be, yes. uh, and, and how did he achieve that? By um, confiscating and disallowing people to have firearm. Then Cambodia. Cambodia, 1956, the same thing. Mm -hmm. They disarmed the population and the regime murdered so many, over a million educated people in a killing field. So this is a serious stuff. I said that many times on different shows when I was touring America. The moment you allow them to take your guns, you're done. It is finished. Absolutely. It's over. You will go like a sheep to the slaughter, like the Alberta's cows to the Cargill, and you will not be able to do anything about it. You must fight for your rights. The amendments and the Constitution must be so dear to your heart, second to the Bible. Bible has to be the number one, and then right. your rights, because those rights are not coming from men, and we must keep reminding ourselves our freedoms, our liberties do not come from government. Those nope. uh, liberties are coming from God. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God died for our freedom. Who comes to me, Jesus says, is free indeed. God wants us to be free. He doesn't want us to be enslaved by psychopaths calling themselves elites that are telling you that you will own nothing and you will be happy and you will be munching on the crickets or some kind of bags, riding a bicycle in minus 35, while at the same time we flew to Davos over a thousand private jets, um, eating the best and most expensive Japanese steaks. And, uh, and of course, your domestic terrorist, the psychopath, bloody murderer, 
Gates, he is number one right now. Uh, he is the biggest landowner in the United States of America. So those people are telling you you own nothing and you'll be happy. And at the <laughs> same time, they are acquiring more and more lands to control you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. The World Economic Forum just came out with, we already have a problem with our election system. We, we know that the, the, the machines are corrupt. We want to go back to, you know, walk in, show your ID and vote. And now the World Economic Forum, and they're pretty arrogant about this. They say, ah, oh, the future, the future of voting, you won't have to worry about it. We're going to have AI do it. <laughs> I mean, these people, I, I tell everybody everywhere I go, if you allow them to take your guns or if you allow a, a, a digital currency, I ask them, you know what the government will do? And when they don't answer me, I tell them anything they want. Just look, read your history. The problem is no one knows history. No one, and the ones that do read it don't don't understand it or don't try to learn it. But because it that's done, because yeah. that's done intentionally. You got to remember they are right. dumbing us down. They don't want the kids to know the history because if people are well informed. But I was in a business realm many many years ago before I became a pastor. Mm-hmm. I we used to have a, a saying: information is more valuable than money. Because if you have the right information, making money is easy. Knowledge yes. is power. If you have the right information, if you have the knowledge, you have the power. Yep, knowledge is power, but it also creates stress. <laughs> See you Folks, in a we're going to be right back. We're talking uh, to our guest, uh, Pastor Arthur Palowski of Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and co-host Chris Brumbles. Don't go away, folks. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk, real people, because you can handle the truth. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly cows too. Ease off LLC 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. 
here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3dbunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3dbunkers.com for more details or visit 3dbunkers.com. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Folks, welcome back to the last 30 minutes here of the show. We have with us Chris Brummel's co-host here on the Concord Lantern. We're talking to our pastor, Arthur Palowski. Hopefully I'm still pronouncing that right, up in Calgary, uh, Alberta, Canada. Uh, folks, for those of you that want to, you can e-transfer uh, to ART, that's A-R-T, Alpha Romeo Tango, at Street Church, S-T-R-E-E-T-C-H-U-R-C-H dot C-A. Again, that's art at streetchurch dot C-A. Or you can use PayPal on their website, www.streetchurch.ca. Or you can send them a donation by check to Street Church. The address for snail mail is Street Church. 174025A Street ST Southwest SW Calgary C-A-L-G-A-R-Y Alberta, Canada That's Street Church 174025A Street ST Southwest SW Calgary, Alberta, Canada T like in Tom, 3, C like in Charlie, 1, J like in Julie, 9. That's Calgary, Alberta, Canada, T3C1J9. Uh, and also, folks, there you'll find on the website at www.streetchurch.ca, uh, there is something under the recent post of his son, the son of Pastor Arthur, who actually faced prison for sermon blasting uh, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, before the EU parliament. And he actually drew a standing ovation. Now, Chris, we have, um, and Pastor Arthur, we have with us right now Francis calling from North Carolina. Do you have a comment or a question, Francis? Oh, my, yes. Greetings to you, folks. And uh, greetings, Pastor. Good to uh, hear your voice. Um, for one thing, I have to applaud your actions as far as the legal uh, end is concerned and taking these people on, for that matter. Uh, I applaud you highly. That's impressive. Uh, rarely do I ever hear this. And quite frankly, as I come to comprehend it, 
these people that claim to be Muslim apparently are not. They're only in name only, because otherwise they would have different practices and principles and obviously are very paid-off uh, tools, or whatever you want to call it, uh, that are harassing you, the congregation, and so forth, as well as other religious institutions and churches and so forth. That is so wrong, and it's, they know full well that it is against the actual uh, Muslim faith, or religion for that matter. And so they don't care. As long as they get their money, it doesn't matter to them. But the fact that uh, you folks are surviving through it and now fighting back, I applaud you to the nth degree for that matter. So uh, with that, you all have a great week. Thank you, Thank Francis. You so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Francis. Okay, so Chris, as you and the pastor were talking about, as the pastor said, and he brought up the examples of uh, World War II, um, I happen to know that, um, you know, I have distant, distant, distant relatives that lived uh, in Germany and Poland uh, during that time. I'm mostly, I'm mostly Irish and Scottish and English, but I have a little bit of German and a little bit of Jewish in my background as well. And I can only imagine what not only the Jewish people were going through, uh, the homosexuals were going through, the gypsies were going through, as well as the Christian missionaries who were being captured by the Germans and put in these concentration camps. When you look at, as the pastor mentioned, Cambodia, um, what happened in Australia a few years ago, we have some of our people listening right now, when they started taking away their guns in Australia, uh, they went after the original guy of Crocodile Dundee from the re- original movie Crocodile Dundee. And he said, I won't give up my guns. And they Bonnie and Clyde his house and murdered him in his home. You look at Venezuela, the minute they took their guns away, just like Australia, crime went up 300%. So, Pastor, I would like you and Chris to kind of go into more detail of what you think is coming down the pike if more Americans and Canadians don't stand up? Well, I'd like to say, first of all, you don't even have to. I'm, we weren't even talking about, well, I wasn't talking about World War II. Just in peacetime, in peacetime, the, the government's killed 200 million of its own citizens in peacetime. And they and they, they come and take their guns, round them up, and then they kill them. And if people think that's going to be any different now, if we ever let allow our – and I know the United States is not going to allow this. But, if, I mean, if they start coming door to door again, it'll be another Lexington Concord. But I, I, I think that if people don't stand up, we're going to have a global revolution is what I think. And they're trying to push World War III at the same time so they can make it so bad that people will just – bow down and come in and lay down their guns and take their shot and do whatever they say. What do you think, Pastor Polanski? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. It's a test. <laughs> Unfortunately, we as the church, we failed the test. God was testing us. And that was a, such an amazing opportunity for the church to shine, uh, to lead the people to the promised land, if you will, uh, to freedom. Uh, to to courage, to boldness, to truth. Um, but uh, the problem we have in a Western democracy, and that includes Australia and England, France, America, you know, Canada, we had too good for too long. You know, people like me, we grew up in hell. So when we saw hell approaching, we started to yell and scream uh, because we still taste um, 
and we can still smell the horror of a totalitarian regime. But the people that were born here, you know, a second, third, or fourth generation, you have never seen really bad times. Um, if it comes to this, um, everything is like on a silver platter. You got your hockey game. You've got your, you know, football. You've got your, you know, um, restaurants and and golf. And life is good. You know, vacations, home, car, and people simply just don't want to give up anything right now. We have become a society that is so self-focused. You know, it's I. It's me, I, and myself. It's we are focused on feelings and what we want, and that's why we have failed. I think that difficulties, and that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. That's what I'm thinking is going to take for the people to really wake up. Is economy. The moment they will start losing their money, the mighty dollar. The moment they're going to be hurting financially, I think that's the moment they're going to start crying out to God. I think that will be yes. the moment when the people will finally say, okay, we need, we need you, God. Until then, you see, look what is happening. They, uh, they gave us the restaurants and the hockey games, and people kind of forgot what they've done to us. Listen, they murdered millions of people around the world in the yes. name of science, in the name of whatever, helping us. They murdered our children. They murdered our elderly and somehow people are saying right now, well, nothing to see here. Let's just move on. We cannot move on. Nuremberg was very needed because it sent a message to the future villains. Look what can happen to you. That one day you will be accountable. We can maybe get you all, but we will get some of you. And that might be you. It was a very needed message. Uh, justice demands restitution. And we have not had that for a very long time. So I think God is coming. I think he's going to flip the tables on this whole thing. And people are going to be hurting. When people hurt, they look up and they ask God to come and help. And he will come and he will help. But it will be, I call it, it will be a, a refining fire that, uh, you know, good things will come, but they will come through the fire. When... People are going to start losing things. I think they're going to start looking for real answers. It will no longer be me and I and what I want. It will be what I can contribute. How can I help? People are very selfish these days. And look, yes. all this transgenderism and homosexuality, abortion, all of that garbage straight from the pit of hell is coming in the name of convenience. It's coming because of feelings. Oh, I don't feel like having a child because it will screw my career. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like that. I don't want to pay the price. Oh, they are telling me to put a muzzle on. I'm going to do it because if I don't, I want people to go to a restaurant. Seriously, that's how low as a society we have fallen, that they turned us into dogs and we are not even fighting back. So I think this is changing. I see more and more people in Canada waking up to what was done to them. And you're right, if they will keep cracking on us a little bit more and a harder way, I think we are heading towards a revolution. Here's my prediction, and I hope it will never happen, but if they will steal your election again, just like they did before and just like they did it here in Canada, just like they did 
steal an election in Poland just a month ago because they did the same thing in Poland. If they're going to do it to you again, I think there is going to be a revolution in the United States of America. I, I truly believe that the second time they will not be able to get away with the murder. I think Americans are going to rise up and they're going to fight. So I'm hoping that Donald Trump will win. I'm hoping yes. that he will get what's rightfully his. And again, you can hate the man, you can like the man, it doesn't matter. What happened to him was was evil. They stolen his election and he deserves to have his term. Just from the human point of view. Never mind if people like him or not. From a human point of view, he deserves what has been stolen from him. And if he wins, I predict he is going to go hard on the enemy and you will oh, yeah. get your checks and balances. I truly believe that. If oh, he, he he's, he's going to go hard on him because this is exactly why they, they're, they've done everything but murder him. And I got a message today. I, that might have been from you, Maggie, that said that he got somebody tried to kill him today in New Hampshire. I, knew not, I have no idea if that's true or not. But, you know, I've been waiting for that to, that to happen, and that would be a shame. Because this that man wasn't, that wasn't for me. I already know though. I don't know. Who I know of already fifteen other attempts, but the one in New Hampshire, I did not know about that one. Well, I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is true, it it, it is a sad day because this guy. Well, let's face it. Last time he was in, he, he put a big wrench in their global plans, and this time he's going to destroy them, and they know that, and they've got yeah. trillions of dollars and a hundred years invested in this, so. These, now, these are evil people. They will do anything to win. Yeah, but we have to remember, and this is the message I want to leave people with, that our God is bigger than the globalists together. I mean, when you look at the Biden, I mean, Biden doesn't even know Absolutely. where he is most no. of the time. But <laughs> but when you look at the Clintons, Obamas, they're pulling the strings. When you look at the Schwab and the, and the Gates and all those psychopathic, yeah. bloody murders, demon-possessed, evil, wicked people, minions of Satan, sometimes we have a tendency to think, oh my God, they have unlimited resources, uh, they have the power, they bribed politicians. I had CCC in my house. CCC is like your uh, CIA, I guess. Um, they came to my home because I uncovered um, um, a pedophilia ring in Calgary. So they came to talk to me, and we started to chat, and they said 86% of Canadian politicians are either bribed blackmailed or bold. So when you look at this, you start to say, my God, who am I? Look, they tried to assassinate me multiple times. If you want to kill someone, um, you will succeed. It's not that difficult to kill another human being. So only the mercy of God, only the grace of God, only the protection of God. So that's my message. I'm going after those people because I know that my God is bigger than all of them combined together that my God will have the final say in Arthur Pawlowski's story, that my God will have final say in Donald Trump's story, that in the end of the day, God stands for justice and freedom and you know liberties. He is a holy God. He is a good father. We must have faith. And unfortunately, churches do not have faith anymore. Pastors lost faith. I mean, I remember during the lockdowns, I was preaching and uh, in different churches, and the clergy were muzzled like dogs, terrified of a pathogen that was 1,000 times smaller than the bacteria, that this stupid thing on their face could not protect them in any way, shape, or form. 
And I look at their eyes and they were scared because they've lost the concept who our God is. He says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He doesn't say run away from sickness because it will kill you. Uh, quite opposite. We have the power. I think we have forgotten who we are in God. David was a shepherd in the eyes of men. He was a king in the eyes of God. We are God's children. We are the sons and the daughters of the Almighty God, the Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. My father is a roaring lion. Why should I be intimidated by those crazy, stupid hyenas? You know, we eat them for breakfast. I'm not intimidated by them. I know that in the end of the day, uh, the story ends the way God wants to end the story. He Absolutely. does not raise us up for the hyena to eat us alive. He raised us up so we can have a snack. I mean, I have been snacking on the hyenas for many, many years, <laughs> and I intend to do that until he calls me home. If we had that kind of attitude, we would never, ever be the tail. We would always be the head. We must go back to the basics. We must go back that God is the God. They are worshiping idols or dollar or whatever. We are worshiping the living God. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of overwhelmed, look what they, the power they have. No, they have nothing. There's no such a thing as a wrestling between Jesus and Satan. Satan is just a creation. He's not the creator. God is right. the creator. And in the end of the day, there is no wrestling with a cockroach. Well, the only thing you need to do to a cockroach is bring the light and look how they run. Awesome. That's awesome. And they will run too, because like we said, you know, truth and courage beats the left every, every time <clears throat> they can't have the truth. That's why they have to dominate the, be the arbiter of everything that is true. I reckon. Yeah, of course. So truth, truth stands like a pillar. It doesn't need any support. It stands on, it all, on its own. Is the lie that needs more lies, manipulation, disinformation, misinformation, censorship, deplatforming, because they're bloody cowards. They're afraid of the truth. Why? Because the truth sets the captives free. This whole thing from the very beginning to the very end is always about the same thing. Did God really say that? It's all about the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I want to ask you one question before the end of the show, if I could. Do you Have you met Jordan Peterson? No, I did not. I know there were a number of people that tried to uh -huh. reach to him and ask him to see me or to do a show with me. Uh, he never did. I mean, I am very controversial. As you know, as you can tell, I preach without shame. There is no compromise. I will expose. I will speak. I will say their names. I'm not intimidated by your money, by your power, by your right. title. Um, I know who I am. And there are some people that are... I, I'm robbing them in the wrong way. So I, I don't know if that's the case with him. He's mm -hmm. in the hot waters all the time as well. Um, if he would ever want to meet, I would gladly meet with him or do a show or talk. Um, but it didn't happen yet. So I never had an opportunity to to meet him in person. Yeah, the reason I was asking, obviously he's a Canadian that's experienced a lot of the attacks for free speech too. I, last I heard, they were going to try and take his his license, medical license. Yes, they, they, so. that's a common that's a common tactics. I have friends, doctors that lost the license. So, um, you know, a person like me, I'm a very black and white, and I'm a pastor. I'm a, a vocal preacher. I will always bring people to 
to the foundation, which is without God, we have already lost. With God, they have already lost. And some people don't like that. They, they, they like the gray color. Um, I don't see gray color in the Bible. There's only truth and there's only lie. You cannot mix them together. And some of those people don't appreciate that. They just want to sit on a fence. And I always say to the people, fence belongs to the devil. If you're sitting on the fence, you are actively participating in a kingdom of darkness. You must choose. Choose this day right. whom you're going to serve. Either the devil, go and serve him or God. Then you got to make a decision. Absolutely. And <clears throat> I will say that I'm I'm exactly like you. I say what I want when I want, and I don't I don't apologize and I don't back down and and I always be like that. So you you, you do have a brother in America. <laughs> thank oh yeah, you, thank you. You've got many I, many many brothers and sisters in America. You know I love America. I love the American uh, American concept of what the country was built upon there. The notion of you can work hard and achieve something and pass it to the next generation, the freedom to worship as you please, to, you know, to be a hardworking man that can achieve the impossible. It's, it's a beautiful concept. And you got to remember the elites, in quote, of course, those psychopaths are coming after that dream. It is. And it was and it still is a beautiful dream, American dream. I remember when I was touring the United States, I was observing Americans. Americans are so much like Polish people. And I remember standing there during different meetings and I met, you know, governors and state senators and U.S. senators and sheriffs and all kinds of people during different events <coughs> that I was speaking at. And I remember... Pretty much every bigger event, there was a national anthem, and there was this song, God Bless America. And that song was touching me in a very, very unbelievable way, profound way. And I would always look at Americans when they were singing, you know, that song. And I remember one day I looked at some of them and the tears were coming down their cheeks. And I said, that's beautiful. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen it comes to patriotism. They love this land. They understand that this land has been given to them by God himself. They value this land. They cherish this land. They are willing to fight and stand for this land. I want what they have. And I remember at that time I said to my friends, I said, you know what? I don't care if Americans want me. I am adopting myself. I am an American. Either you like it or not. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that said, you stuck with Arthur Pulaski. I feel like an American. I want to be an American because you guys, you have something that majority of the countries do not have. You God have this you. right understanding of what this whole thing was supposed to be all about. Well, you, you've got me almost in tears. Folks, if you want to talk to the pastor, the phone number is 403 607 4434, or you can email art at streetchurch.ca. If you want to donate, contact them at number 1740. That's 1740 25A, like an Apple Street Southwest. That's SW Calgary, Alberta, Canada. T3C1J9. Street Church, again, Pastor Arthur Palawalski. You know, Pastor, both Chris and I feel very honored and humbled 
and blessed that you are here on our show. The the love that you just expressed yourself for America. I feel so sad that when you came to Oregon uh, that I was unable to go up north to see you. But I know that many of the people that saw you in Oregon say that you have touched their lives forever. And I wanted you to know that. Thank you so much. Well, if God wills it, I'm coming back to America for another tour. I'm coming with my book. You know, I wrote a book in prison and I want to publish it and it will be published within a few months. So I want to do a tour. I want to um, go around America. And again, if I would be able to uh, spread that courage, boldness and an understanding that it's time to go after the villains. Enough of the victim mentality. We are men. Let's go and take what's rightfully ours. God has given us this land for a purpose for a reason, and let's not allow them, the villains, to steal what's rightfully ours. So if God will uh, be willing for me to go back, I will, and maybe perhaps that that way we'll be able to see each other and um, and see what uh, God has in store for us. I know that this story doesn't end here. I know that this is just the beginning for great things, and we're going to chase those hyenas away. God bless you. Chris, do you have a last thing to wrap up? Yeah, I just wanted to read a quote, real quick quote from Harry Truman. Once the government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one way to go, and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all the citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear. And that is the speech he did opposing communism, and I want people to take that to heart and show no fear. Show no fear. And if they try to silence you, get louder. Yep. Yep. As my husband, our possession, it's not the gift of government and they cannot have it. Yep. And don't forget, folks, my husband just said uh, unmasked, unmuzzled, unvaccinated and unafraid. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. God God bless bless you, Pastor. We ain't just joking, Jack. We want our liberty and our dignity and our freedoms and our rights restored. We want this country back. She's been driven way off track. We're wide awake and we're madder than hell now. And we ain't gonna take it anymore. No, we're not gonna take it anymore. Cause it's right And our victory's on the way And we won't give up the fight Till we hear 200 million What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly.
Cows to Ease Off LLC, Summersville, Missouri, 417-932-6419. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.